interesting. We're discussing if someone put his fruits in a yard in a yard without permission. If anything happened, then the owner of the fruit is obligated to pay. If he had permission, then we're explaining that the owner of the yard is obligated to pay. And we were left off with the question. If someone accepted responsibility over someone else's things, does that mean, let's say the yard owner, he accepted responsibility. Did he accept responsibility that his own personal things won't damage this person's fruits? Or did he accept responsibility that even things from outside won't damage it. So how far does that responsibility to watch over this person's things go? We tried answering from Braita regarding a cow coming from left field and eating these fruits who's obligated to pay, and that and we couldn't really get an answer. And with that, we're going to start Mim Hayt Amud Aleph. Four lines in, last word on the line, which says Tashima. Now we're on the fifth line, where it says Ichniz. So Ichniz Shorosh Ba'al if someone brought his ox into someone's yard without permission, and another ox from somewhere else comes and gores this uh, this cow, he's exempt. And if he had permission, who is obligated, who is exempt from paying? Aren't we saying that the one who is exempt or liable for payment is the owner of the yard because he gave permission or he didn't give permission? And the Gemara responds, no, maybe Maybe the one who is obligated to pay or not obligated to pay is the owner of the cow that gored. The Gemara says, if that's the case, then what permission or no permission are we talking about? So the Gemara responds, Amre, how many? Who's right? I like it's Rebita Foni. It's Rebita Foni. Amar Mishune Karen. He said the the concept of an animal goring has different halachot. We're talking about a short time. The halachot are different, meaning If the damage happened in the the one who's been damaged property, Nezek Shalem Shalem, yes, then the owner of the goring cow has to pay full damages. If it happened a shutar abim, then it's half damages. So now birshut. When the yard owner gave the owner of the cow that's been gored permission to put his cow there, it becomes It becomes that cow owner's yard, meaning when he got permission to put his cow there, it's as if it's uh, his yard now. And when that uh, cow came and gored it, it's as if it, it's been gored in its own property, and therefore shalem nizek shalem, and therefore the owner of the goring cow has to pay full damages. Shalobishut, but if the owner of the cow didn't have permission to put his cow there, it's as if it's Rashut Arabim. And therefore it becomes Shalobishut Havya Lab Keren Bishut Arabim becomes like goring in a shutarabim, Vilom Shalma Ilahatsi Nizik, and the owner of the goring cow only has to pay half damages if it was a short time. Next, the Gemara says a story. A woman went to bake in someone's house. She had permission. She walked into the house. She started baking. And one of the goats of the house came and ate from the dough that she was kneading. He overheated and the goat died. Rabbah obligated her to pay for the goat. Now, it sounds like Rabbah, who says she's Hayav, argues on Rav. Because Rav held that the goat should have controlled itself and not have eaten. So the Gemara explains, what are you comparing? When Rav said that uh, 
the goat should control itself. That's shelobishu. That's if someone put his fruits in someone's field without permission, and the, uh, the yard owner's goat ate it. Okay, because lokabil ale netiruta. Because the person who brought in his things didn't accept upon himself a responsibility for the yard owner's goats, and therefore I've said that uh, the yard owner's goat should have controlled itself. Good. Haha, over here, the woman, Birshut, she had permission to walk in and bake. Kabila Alenitiruta, she accepted upon herself that whatever damage is caused by her, she's going to take responsibility. And that's why Rabba obligated her to pay. And it's not the same case as Rab. So Why is it any different from the case that we mentioned before about a woman who walked in to someone's backyard, started grinding wheat, uh, and she didn't have permission, and the animal ate, the, the owner of the house is patur from paying for the wheat, and if anything happened, the woman is obligated to pay. Why the case is different? So the Gemara explains, Tama Shelo Bishut. The idea is, over there, there was no permission. Ha Bishut Patur. But if there was permission, then the person bringing in things would be Patur. So here you have a case that we're understanding that if she had permission, she's Patur. Yet in the case over here where she was started to bake, uh, she had permission to be there and she's Hayab. So which one is it? If you are if you have permission to be there, are you Patur or are you Hayab? So the, the Gemara explains, Amre. When she's coming in to grind wheat, she doesn't need any modesty, meaning she, the owner of the house could still be there. He doesn't have to leave because she's working there. Then he doesn't have to leave from his chatzera, and therefore, therefore, uh, the responsibility to watch over uh, the animals is still on him because he's there in the house. The woman needs tzenyot. She picks up her sleeves and she bends over when she's kneading and mixing and baking. Therefore, the owner of the yard, the, he has to move out of the yard. He has to give her her uh, space. And since he's not there, therefore the responsibility to watch over the animals is on her. And that's why Rabbah said it's her responsibility to pay for that goat. So in the case of the grinding wheat, the reason is she doesn't have to pay is because the man was still there in the house. He should watch over his goats. And in the case of the goat eating the baked bread, it's because he wasn't home and she should have watched it. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, If a person put his, uh, his ox in someone's yard, Without permission. And Amarabah, Rabbah said a couple of statements. Here's the first one. Amarabah, If someone brought his ox into someone's yard without permission, and the ox started digging all the different uh, holes and caves in, in the person's yard, the owner of the ox is obligated to pay for any damages his ox did to the actual yard. But if anyone fell in one of these holes, the yard owner is liable for damages. And even though we said, we learned when it's, uh, in regards to the, the, the damages of a bor, if someone, if some person makes a hole, if he digs a hole, and we learned that it's only if a human makes the hole, not if a, an ox makes a hole. 
Over here, the yard owner he saw this, he knew about this, he should have filled up this uh, this hole, and he didn't. It's as if he's the one who dug the hole. Meaning the fact that you let this uh, continue, then the damage is on you, the yard owner. Second statement, Rabbi said, if someone brought his uh, ox into, into someone's yard without permission, and, he, and the ox damaged the owner of the house, or the owner of the house uh, got hurt because of it, then the owner of the ox is obligated to pay. But if the ox sat down, the owner of the ox is patur. And the Gemara doesn't understand Omishum de Rabatz Patur, and just because he sat down, that makes uh, the the ox owner Patur. So Amar of Papar, Papa explains, My Rabatz, what does that mean he sat down? Shehir beats Gelalim, the ox relieved himself in the Hatzer, Venitanfu Kelav Shel Baalabait, and the clothing or the utensils of the owner got dirty because of it. The Havia Gelalim bore. The dung becomes the boar because they cause damage. And in regards to the damages of boar, it's only if it regards human beings, animals, but not if it damages utensils or clothing. So now the Gemara asks, This makes sense according to Shmuel. He said, all, uh, all damage, anything that someone can trample over and get damaged, it's considered a boar. Okay, so I'm saying the dung over here is a bore, and therefore uh, they have the same halachot. And uh, when it comes to uh, if he would if he would damage a person or another animal, that's one thing. But here, it damage utensils, board utensils doesn't go together, and therefore his patur makes sense. According to Rav, in order for someone to be hayav in bore, you have to make a hole and then be mafkir, make that bore ownerless. That hole doesn't belong to me. Then someone get hurt. So how is he going to explain this case over here? So I'm ready. Gemara explains pretty simple. When it comes to dung, usually people make it unless people don't care to keep it, and therefore Rav would admit that over here it has the same rule as bor. The cow made the person was mafkir the dung, and therefore it has the same rule as bor. Only if it hurt a human being or an animal, then you hayav, but if it hurt utensils, uh, not hayav, patur. And the third statement of Rabbah, if someone or someone's uh, animal or things walked into someone else's yard without permission, or, and he, it hurt, or he hurt the owner of the house, or the owner of the house uh, tripped over the, 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 the neighbor's bike and got hurt. Hayav, the, the damager, is obligated to pay. And if the yard owner damaged him, then the yard owner is patur. And All this is only if the owner of the yard didn't know that this person put his stuff there. But if he did know about it, then his Then if the owner of the house damaged him, he's hayav. My the reason? Because the one who's been damaged tells the yard owner, Okay, you could take my bike, throw it out of here. You could take my uh, whatever it is and throw it out of here. You have permission. But you have no permission to purposely damage me. 
And the Azdulat Amayurabanafapa, they have the Shita when it comes to this deen, the Amarava Vitamarafapa, because Rabbah said and some say it was Rafapa who said Shenehem Birshut or Shenehem Shelo Birshut. If two people were in a place and they both had permission to be there or they both didn't have permission to be there, Hiziku Hayavin, if they if whoever damaged the other person is obligated to pay, if they on their own uh, tripped over something and hurt themselves, Peturin, the other person is exempt from paying. And Tama, and the reason that they both have the same deen is the Shnehem Beshut or Shnehem Shelo Beshut. They both have permission to be there, don't have permission to be there. Avale Had Beshut, Vehad Shelo Beshut. But if one of them had permission, the other one didn't have permission, then the Beshut, Patur, the one who had permission to be there is Patur. He's exempt from paying if anything happened. Shelo Beshut, and the one who did not have permission, well, he's Hayav no matter what. He's obligated to pay, even if the other person tripped over something. That's what Rabbah was talking about when he said if someone walked into a yard, since he had no permission, then he's obligated to pay. But the owner of the yard, who had permission to be there, he's exempt from paying since he has permission. Okay. Next, we learned the Mishnah, Nafal Lebor Ishmemav Hayav. If a cow, for example, fell into someone's watering hole where he gets his water from and it dirtied the water, the owner of the cow is Hayav. And Amarava, Loshanu Ela Shehiv Ish Bishat Nefila. That's only if he dirtied it. At the exact time when it fell, I guess the body was dirty. The minute it went the water, it dirtied the water. But if he dirtied the water after he fell, meaning he fell into the water, and then let's say he uh, he relieved himself or something along those lines, then patur maitama. What's the reason? Because heve shore bor the shore becomes part of the bor. It's because the shore now is inside the hole. It, it's what causes damages. Umayim kelim in the water is like utensils. And we never had a situation where if utensils break due to the hole, then the person is hayav. It's only if it's human beings or animals. So now, this makes total sense according to Shmuel who felt that anyone who leaves any obstacle out there it's considered a bor. But according to Rav, in order for something to be bor, you have to make it hefker. What is he going to say? Meaning at the end of the day, he was never mafkir the, the shore. Rather, we have to explain it differently. If Rabbah said something, he said as follows. The only time he'd be hayav is if when he went into the water, he dirtied the water because of his body. But because of his bad smell, he made the water smell bad. That's patur. What's the reason? Because when making something smell bad is only a grama be'almao. It's an indirect cause of damage. And he's not hayav on indirect damages. Next, we learned in the Mishnah that when, if when the cow fell into the hole, Haya Aviv Obeno Letocho, if the yard owner's uh, uh, child or father were in that uh, watering hole and the cow that fell on them uh, killed them, Meshalem Etakofer, you have to pay for the killing of the person. Now, Ve'amai, why do you have to pay for killing the person? Ha'tamu, the shore is a short tam, it's not a short mu'ad, so why should he be high have to pay kofer? You only have to pay kofir if it's a mu'ad that killed. 
So Amarav ben Muad bipol al bnei Adam bebarot askenim. We're talking about a situation where this cow is Muad forewarned to fall on people in holes. But the Gemara asks Yehachi if he's a Muad to fall on people in holes, then bar ketalahu you have to kill already from the first time because he did this on purpose. So Amarav Yosef no. What are we talking about? The Hazai Rokavinafal. Each time he sees grass around the, the hole, he goes to eat it and then he trips and he goes and he goes into the hole and he kills people. So he's doing it by mistake. He doesn't plan on killing. So okay, he he has to pay kofir, but he's not doing it on purpose. The cow only gets killed if he killed on purpose. Shmuel Amar, how many who's this uh, Mishnah like? No, he, uh, Rabbi Yossi held that a tam only has to pay half of a kofir. Kofir is what you have to pay for killing someone. So only has to pay half of it. That's the, the whole Mishnah of Rabbi Yossi and that it fits in perfect. And answer number three, it's Rabbi Yossi Agali here who says that a tam only has to pay half kofir, but he holds like Rabbi Tafon. If he's calling this uh, damaging with goring and goring in the damaged person's property, you have to pay full damages, not half. And Hachanami, same idea, kofir, shalem, shalem, he has to pay full kofir. If you killed someone in a hole that didn't belong to you, rather belong to the person who was supposed to be there, then you have to pay full kofir. So now, Bishlam, I understand according to Ula, I understand why it says father or son were in that hole because they're supposed to be there. It's their their hole to be in. But according to Shmuel, who said it's Rabbi Yosei that says you only have to pay half because he's a tam. Who cares if it's the father or the son? Even if it's someone else, still, if it killed by mistake, it's a tam. You have to pay half cover. So the Gemara explains, no, Shmuel would tell you that it just, uh, just to tell you what's normal. It's normal for someone to be in their father's uh, hole or in their son's hole. Maybe the, the kid is swimming there or something, but uh, really it's not Tafka. It could be anybody in that hole. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, We learned that according to Tanakhama, if someone had permission to put their cow in someone else's yard, the owner of the yard is Hayab. And Rabbi said he is, the owner of the yard is not Hayab until he specifically accepted responsibility to watch over that cow. And Itamar, it was said, And by the way, there's a very famous Mahlokat Rishonim over here who, who is the Halakha like. Do we say the Halakha is like Rav over here because it's like Rabbanan? Or do we say the Halakha is like Shmuel? Because usually Shmuel is the correct one when it comes to money laws. So it's a mahlukit between the Rishon and Barakid that to look into if you get a chance. Now the Gemara staying on the same subject brings a Baraita. Tanura Banan. Kenos Shorecha Veshomro. The yard owner said you could put your, your cow here, but you have to watch it. Hizik. Hayab. If the cow did any damages, the owner of the cow has to pay for it. Huzak. And if the cow was damaged, Patur, the owner of the yard, does not have to pay. Bring your cow inside and I'll watch over it. If anything happened to the cow, the owner of the yard, Hayab. If the cow damaged, the owner of the cow, Patur. 
Now, Hagufakasha, and this Baita in itself is problematic because Amart in the beginning we said, in the first part, we said if the yard owner said, bring your cow here and you watch it, if it damaged, the, the cow owner is hayav. If it got damaged, patur, the yard owner is patur. It's because the yard owner told him, watch over it. That makes the cow owner hayav and the yard owner patur. Hastama, but if you didn't tell him anything, you told him, okay, you can bring it in. Hayav ba'al It sounds like the owner of the yard is hayav and the owner of the cow is patur. Because we're not specifying about watching it, it sounds like the owner of the yard is accepting responsibility, which sounds like Rabbanan, that you don't have to, set, to specify that you're going to watch something. The problem is MSF. I look at the second part where it says, Bring in your cow and I'll watch it. If the cow damaged, the owner of the yard is hayav. If it, if it caused damage, the owner of the cow is patur. It sounds like the only reason he's patur is because the yard owner said, I'll watch over it. And that's why the owner of the yard is hayav and the owner of the cow is patur. But if he didn't tell him anything, it would sound like that the owner of the cow is Hayav and the owner of the yard is Patur. Because without actually accepting responsibility, he didn't he didn't accept that responsibility. And that's Atan the Rebi. That that's like Rebi, the Amar, that the owner of the yard is not Hayav until he actually accepts responsibility over the cow. The problem is the first part sounds like Rabbanan. We inferred it to be like Rabbanan. And the Sefa, we inferred it to be like Rabbi. So the Gemara brings a couple answers. Answer number one, Amar Bilazar, Tabra. You have to break the Shabraita up. And you have to say, Whoever uh, taught, whichever Tana taught the first part, the Resha, didn't give the second Halachalis in the Sefa. And whoever said the Sefa didn't teach the first part. So it's two different Tanaim. Answer number two, Rabbi Amar, Kula Rabbanani. Rabbi said the entire Baita is Rabbanan, and I didn't receive Resha Shomro, Tana Sefa, Vani Yishmerenu. The only reason we brought in the Sefa Vani Yishmerenu is because the Resha said, you watch over it. So the Sefa said, I'll watch over it, but didn't really mean to say, I'm watching over it. Make believe that wasn't right there. We just fit it in over there because... The Resha brought it, but we, it really didn't mean it. So therefore, the in, in the Sefa, you could say that the person never accepted responsibility over the other person's cow. Rav Papa, Marav Papa is the third answer. He says, Kula Rabi. The whole thing is Rabi. Besavar like Rabi Tarfon. And he holds like Rabi Tarfon. De Amar, Keren, Bahatzah, Nizak, Nezik, Shalem, Shalem. That if, another, if a cow damaged in someone else's yard, then he has to pay full damages. Now, this is how it fits into our sugi over here. Amar le shomro, if the owner of the yard told him, you watch over it, meaning I'm not accepting any responsibility, the owner of the yard is not letting the owner of the cow get any part of his field. Meaning, you don't get any part of this yard. And therefore, since you don't have a section in this field, then if it caused damage, is responsibility is on you to pay in full. 
בקרן בחצר ניזק, משלם זה כשלם, if it's קרן in my yard, you have to pay full damages. לא אמר לשומרו, if he didn't tell him to watch his cow, at that point, at that point, it's as if you gave him a section in your yard to put the cow there. So you're telling him, here, put your cow there. And the, the, wherever the, the five feet or whatever it is, the section that the cow is standing there, it's as if the owner of the yard gave over to the owner of the cow. Now, this yard becomes a partner's yard. It belongs to two people. Now, and whenever damage happens in partner's area, you only have to pay half damages. And that's the difference. Next, Mishnah. If ox was trying to gore another ox, then on the way, it by mistake uh, hurt a pregnant woman and the children came out of the, the woman. The, the owner of the cow does not have to pay for the children that came out, that died. But if a person was trying to hurt another person, and by mistake he hurt a pregnant woman, and the children came out, you have to pay for the children that died. How do you pay for the children that died? So we assess how much is this woman worth, meaning if she was a slave being sold, how much would someone have to pay for her? What's the going rate for this type of slave? Pregnant and not pregnant. And you would have to pay the difference. You know, When she was pregnant, it should go for more because you'd get two slaves with it or you'd get another baby with it. And when she gave birth, you don't have that baby. And I'm not a bunch of women Gamliel. When a woman gives birth, she's worth more because when she's pregnant, she can do less work. Rather, no, we assess also the children, how much are they worth? So you assess the mother and you assess the babies. And you give it to the husband. If she doesn't have a husband, then you give to whoever inherits his money. If she was a slave woman who was freed, meaning she has no husband or she's not related to anyone, or if she was a convert or she was married to a convert and he died without any inheritors, then at that point, Patur, well, the owner of the cow doesn't have to pay for the, uh, for the woman or the babies. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.